Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast, a show all about web development and programming. My name is Peter Fisher. I am a freelance web and mobile applications developer. Hello, coders. Today we're going to be talking about self-taught development, and we're going to mention a couple of resources, some really good resources in today's podcast. I'm joined once again by Tom Varel, who's been on the show before. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Have you had a good week? Hey, Peter. How's it going? Um, yeah, I've had a pretty decent week. Awesome. Um, my third month in my new job, so uh, still yeah. picking things up. Now, we, we, but- we spoke uh, when you were just coming into that job. Yeah, I think it was yep. like literally a couple of days into that. So yeah, yeah, it was, I think I think it was my second week back yeah. in January. How's yeah. how's it going? Um, it's been fun, <laughs> but it's been challenging right. as well. Um, you know, like I've been kind of forced to. Uh, I've been thrown into the deep water and just forced to swim a little bit. Mm. Um, but I've been learning a lot, and I have amazing colleagues to help me out and in those three months i've learned so much that it's it's you know i've learned more in those three months than in those two years before mm-hmm. on my own mm-hmm. i would say so so yeah excellent. definitely positive positive excellent that's great to hear wonderful to hear i'll leave a link to the to the episode in the show notes below um and i'll put it on the cards on the screen um well that's fantastic to hear i'm really pleased that you're you're um feeling really positive about that and, and, uh, progressing. And, uh, yeah, it's still, it's still really early days and I'm, I, I can just sense the hunger that you've got and the positivity and the passion, which is awesome. And you're a self-taught developer, right? I mean, we discussed yep. this before and, uh, you were working at it, grinding at it, learning, uh, web development whilst you were working in a completely different industry. Um, yep. you had the goal, you had the aspiration, you had the challenge, you had the hunger for it and you did it. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the resources, some of the resources, uh, that you've used, some of the resources that you can recommend. Um, so let's start with that. What, what kind of things, uh, do you have on your list? Um, well, first of all, like, I think that everybody who wants to learn web development or any kind of programming, um, and if they want to learn on their own, Mm. like first they need to like find how they learn best. Okay. You know what I mean? So for me, I always, um, I always, uh, find, I always found it less difficult to learn with, uh, video tutorials. Right. And, but that, that's just me. You know, some mm-hmm. people may find uh, audio mm-hmm. more beneficial listening to podcasts mm-hmm. um, or reading, reading mm-hmm. articles, reading books, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. But for me, I always found like video tutorials most useful. Um, but I tried to combine all of those things mm-hmm. like um, audio. I listen to a few different podcasts. We'll get to that. And uh, reading blogs and uh, some books as well. We, we'll get to that as well. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, that's a really good start. You know, the, the fact that, that people learn differently and some people will prefer books over yep. over reading you know one one rule set is not the right rule set for everybody everybody has a different sort of style and take and they can absorb information differently so i think that's probably the first the best thing to sort of point out yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. and also like you can do all three yeah like yeah. F- for me some things didn't click until i had a different perspective so 
let's say I watched a video tutorial mm. and things just like didn't click and I just still couldn't grasp the idea mm-hmm, mm-hmm. behind whatever I was learning at the time. Yeah. But then I read, a, let's say, then I read an article mm. and looked at it from a different angle and all of a sudden it clicked. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, yeah. so I wouldn't just focus on one, uh, one specific way of learning. I would just, I would, I would definitely do basically anything yeah make 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 coding or programming part of your day you know read do video tutorials uh, listen to podcasts you know mix it up yes because then things stick better than if you just watch tutorials yeah you know yeah yeah that's that's a really good point i guess we're all constantly regardless of how you have have set out if you're uh, self-taught or if you've, if you've done the traditional route, we're still to this day, still learning, still absorbing. Um, oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, today I was listening to um, all sorts of podcasts um, just in the background. They were talking mm-hmm. about like refactoring. It was the iteration podcast and I was, mm-hmm. and, and there were some others as well. And it was the things that they were saying, I wasn't necessarily concentrating a hundred percent on what they were saying, you know, I wasn't sat down watching them, you know, it wasn't yep. like a Netflix thing where you had to yeah, yeah, yeah. sit down and concentrate and you got some snacks and stuff like that. This was stuff that was just absorbing passively whilst I was working away. Yeah. And there was sni- think- sort of snippets that were resonating, you know, and that, that was, so, so I have kind of learned stuff, but I haven't learned stuff in the sense of, you know, sitting down reading a book and sort of like dedicating, sort of an hour saying, right, I'm going to learn this. Cause you don't necessarily know what it is that you're going to learn through a podcast. Mm-hmm. You just sort of learn it in a passive manner. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. It's, 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 it's like 50% entertainment and 50% you're actually being productive and you're learning stuff. And I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about because I do that all the time. Right. Like when I, uh, when I used to work at this other company before I started working as a react developer, mm. what I would do, I had like an hour, let's say hour 20 minutes long commute to work. So in those, uh, like, let's say 80 minutes, mm. I've tried to like read or listen to something code related, you know, mm. because I didn't have a computer on me. I didn't have like my personal laptop cause I had this computer at work. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to like absorb information any way possible. So I was listening to podcasts and if there's one podcast I would recommend, it's I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's called Syntax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. West Boss and Scott Talinsky. Yeah, and they have an amazing podcast. Yeah, uh, it's it's you can learn about like they're, they're JavaScript developers mostly, so it's mostly uh, oriented around JavaScript. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, they, they also have like these episodes focus on freelancing and mm. you know all kinds of stuff, you mm, know, mm. break dancing, barbecue tips, <laughs> all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's entertaining and you can actually learn, uh, learn something new as well. So yeah. I definitely recommend that one. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, th- those, those podcasts are great. I, mean, I um, as a, I, I'm a freelancer, so I, I'm very blanket into what my current, current client set, is doing because mm-hmm. I have to deal with their requirements. Most of their requirements right now is legacy stuff, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm working on old technology, trying to get it into the new technology. Mm-hmm. Some of the new technology, well, a lot of the new technology, I'm just not even aware of. So 
having having podcasts and having sort of like things that sort of passively give you information whilst you're doing your day to day job, um, they might say something and you you wouldn't know what it is, but the, mm-hmm. but at least you're aware of it, and then you can exactly. go and look that up later on. Um, there's been many a times recently where I've been in a meeting. And I've just said, oh, such and such on a podcast mentioned that the other night. Um, you know, maybe we should investigate that route. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's it's also learning how other people have solved different problems. And mm-hmm. it, it kind of gives you a, a sense that, yeah, you know, other people have bugs and issues and it's it's not just you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so- yeah, podcasts are great. They give you like the general awareness of what's, in what's not like for me like let's say i'll give you an example right Mm. i've heard about docker and containers Mm -hmm. many times Mm. i know there's docker there's this one called i don't know if i'm pronouncing it correctly kuber kubernetes or something kubernetes kubernetes yeah okay so yeah so i i've heard about those things Mm -hmm. multiple times Mm. and i still have no idea what they're used for (laughs) i have no clue what they are (laughs) But that's like the general awareness that yeah, you know yeah. you you get from listening yeah. uh, to different podcasts yeah. or GraphQL. Like I know what GraphQL is, I know what it's used for, mm-hmm. but I've never used it in my life, and that's just because I've read about it, I've listened to podcasts, and uh, you know you get that general information. That is a very good point, actually. Yeah, that's a very good point because because what you said there is that you, you're aware even in your three month into your into your career you're aware of more technologies than 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 perhaps you use on a day-to-day basis and it's it's having that sort of level of exposure to those in a very indirect manner which i think podcasts can give you and podcasts are free so it's it's there's no barrier of entry there apart from obviously having the means to listen to, to the thing um but yeah definitely so have you got a a list of podcasts that you recommend um, it's mostly syntax. Um, right. there, there's, there are some others like developer T, mm-hmm. uh, front end happy hour is a really good one. I've never heard of that. Front end happy hour is, uh, yeah. it's, uh, Brian Holt right. and Jim Young, basically people who used to work at Netflix. Some of them are still working there uh-huh. and, uh, they do these, it's, it's actually a really nice concept. Um, right. they always, uh, give a topic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say today we're talking about freelancing mm. and every time we say the word money we need to take a drink yeah and that's how they do the podcast so they're talking about web development and whenever somebody says like certain word right uh they had to drink that's so cool so, uh, that is so, so yeah. cool i like that i i'm currently on orange juice um but uh yeah, right. yeah maybe i should uh move to the harder stuff but uh oh, yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> awesome Awesome. Okay, so um, so we've we've t- talked about podcasts. What else? What else uh, should a a self taught developer be be aware of? Yeah. Well, so as I mentioned, I prefer video courses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've done a bunch of free courses. Right. Uh, however, even though they're free, which is like the number one advantage, you don't have to pay anything. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, the quality varies. Right. Let's say. Right. You know and if you go on YouTube and you search for like a, let's say react course or react tutorial, Mm. some of those might be from like 2015 or 2016. Yeah. So that's three years ago, which is like 20 years ago in Mm -hmm. JavaScript land. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah. Um, so I would, I would, if, if you're, if you, if you can afford to spend a few dollars on a certain technology, I would definitely invest into a paid course. Um, my favorite platform for, for video courses mm-hmm. is Udemy. Right. Um, Udemy gets, they get a lot of stick that, oh, they don't treat the code content creators, you know, they're not fair to content creators. They don't pay them as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're, especially, especially if you're living outside of the U S mm-hmm. um, and you can, you get you like a good promo cause they have all these promos going on all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. and you can buy like a 35 hours of quality, quality content mm-hmm. for $10, mm-hmm. which yeah. $10 is basically nothing. Yeah. You know, even if you, even if you live outside of the, you know, U S or the UK, Ten dollars is not that much, and yeah. you can get a lot for ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so there are some there are some nice uh, nice courses. Um, if you're if if I could mention some specific ones, yeah, go for it. Um, I have a few teachers that I really liked, and one of them was Andrew Mead. Right. Um, I took his Node.js course and React course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Traversy mm-hmm. uh, from Traversy Media also has a very, very, very successful YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which is completely free. Yep. But he has some courses on Udemy as well. So uh, so him and uh, Max Schwarzmiller um, right. from Academind. Um, okay. He has a YouTube channel as well. Right, right. But his courses are really, really nice as well. He has a really good Angular course. He has a course uh, on React as well and Node.js. Right. So, uh, so yeah, all of those are really, really good. That's options. a that's a really good list. That's a really good list. And yeah, I, I I'm aware of a lot of those those um, developers and and teachers, and they're really, really good. Um, yeah, yeah. You mentioned about the free courses the, mm-hmm. uh, and the courses that are old and. Um, this is, this is a, an issue, I think, when you are coming into this industry and you don't really know where to look because there is this, um, you, you have to have the knowledge of versions. You know, you can't just suddenly jump onto a particular JavaScript framework without being aware of, you know, it was, it was a framework that was five years out of date, that kind of thing. Um, so with that in mind, I, I would, if I was to recommend, uh, just trying to go as native as possible. So try to avoid as many frameworks at the start because that's where all the, the all the version issues come into play. I mean, you still get version issues with browser compatibility issues with certain JavaScript stuff, right? But it's not as mm-hmm. not as frequent as as a particular version of, of a framework. And as someone who's done courses myself, um, it is, it is a very challenging to keep these things updated. Um, because once that course is finished, you want to work on something else. Um, and then you get a, a raft of people saying, you know, where's the, where's this, but in the next course, or people get turned off because you're doing it in an older framework. But, but also there is the, the need and the hunger for people learning old stuff, especially if they're working on legacy code. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that, that you're, from from the off, you're probably not going to be too exposed to uh, the legacy stuff. Um, then then perhaps when you're more of an experienced developer, um, mm-hmm. there's an awful lot of legacy code out there. I'm dealing with so much stuff, like just stuff that is. I'm not even going to go into, but <laughs> it's just dirty, dirty, dirty code. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, and so, so what I'm saying is that there's always going to be the need to learn older technologies, but 
getting a free course most of those will be older technologies mm -hmm. and um you need to be aware of that when you're when you're going mm -hmm. oh, all right i'm going to learn javascript or, or php or whatever python um sort of giving a getting having some sort of knowledge as to what versions that they're playing with um we i got i was i did a, a docker and motion course um and as it was happening um well it because because of the way docker is it was pulling in different packages and resources from various different um uh code repositories and of course one mm -hmm. of those versions changed during the course of the course right so i oh. had to then go back and backfit the 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 previous bits of the course yeah. because that version had changed it's a, yeah yeah i uh, remember i remember fun. the same thing happened to brett traversy actually right. traversy media mm. i remember that she it was something like a year ago mm. he did this whole like 10 15 hour course on bootstrap like right. bootstrap 4 yeah something it was an alpha version mm -hmm. so he released the course mm. right? and like two days later Mm. they uh, upgraded the version it went out of alpha yeah and it changed so he had to re-record the whole course <laughs> yeah gosh so yeah so that that's painful but but uh that's the advantage of paying for courses because what i have to say is the courses that i bought from the people i mentioned mm. they do a sensational job mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with keeping the courses up to date yeah like andrew mead I bought his Node.js course two years ago mm -hmm. and he just re-recorded it mm. and updated like so, so updated it so now he's using all the latest stuff mm. and I didn't have to pay extra for that, which is amazing. Like mm. that's that's one thing that I really love about these uh online tutors or teachers that especially on Udemy, that they keep things up to date. Mm -hmm. And also they're they're more invested in keeping in contact with the students and updating the projects and and uh, and all of that jazz. Whereas with a free course, it's like, well, you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. free. It's kind of exactly. on, on your, you know, it's it's your responsibility to to be aware of these version mm -hmm. issues and all that jazz. Um, yeah, I, I did a course for uh, Pact Publishing. It was a Python um, uh, Python microservices course, mm -hmm. and I I released it. Um, and it's, the code is on GitHub and of course, mm -hmm. GitHub checks for security issues. Uh, a week or so after that course went live, GitHub sent me an email saying that they found a security issue on one, one of the packages. So then it was, you know, it was up to me to then update that and push that. Even though the course was finished, I had to do mm -hmm. that because I knew that people were buying that course and it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't look good if they bought the course and GitHub said, hang on a minute, there's a security issue. I think it was in the requests package or something like that in the, in the Python pip stuff. Um, but I would be less inclined to do that with a free course because oh, yeah, 100%. The, the free course is just, it's sort of done and dusted. It's sort of a, a decoupled thing. Um, yeah. and at the end of the day, all of these, these free courses, it's just like, there's loads of them. So I don't want to spend all my time just updating courses for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So. I think free courses should be something like a movie tra trailer. You know, like, right, look, yeah. I, this is my free stuff. If you pay a little bit extra, yeah, you can get way more. That's you a know? good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, good, a good take. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, is there any other pros and cons to to video courses just in general? 
Um, yeah, there's one, um, one, one thing that I really struggled with, um, in video courses, mm. like you get the idea that the, the teacher is life coding it. Like, oh, he doesn't make any mistakes. He's just, he's just typing. He's just typing. He's not Googling. He just, you know, he's typing the code as he goes, which couldn't be far further from the truth. They actually have like a separate monitor, yeah. or, you know, showing the, the, the project mm -hmm. and they just type, they just copy the code, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought that, you know, that's how you write code. You know, I thought that's yeah. how web was made the software is being made. And yeah. I've struggled with like the imposter syndrome a little bit, mm. but then I started working in the industry and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. everybody's Googling stuff. Nobody, nobody, you know, writes mm. projects like that in like 10 hours. Mm. Mm. So, so yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's a very good point. Um, the the stuff that I've I've been recording it, it literally takes me hours and hours and hours, like a day in some mm -hmm. cases to do a, a a twenty minute run because I've made so many mistakes because I've had to edit those out because I've mispronounced things and yeah. um it doesn't f it, it, it it's weird because I have these discussions with the publishers and 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 I'm like look people aren't interest well they are interested in you getting it right because they're, they're they're obviously buying into this they need you know they need to be taught how to do it right but at the same time they need to be taught how to discover for themselves issues and if they can see someone else solving an issue then a they're going to feel less um of an imposter because they can see someone having these mistakes yeah. and, and B you are providing uh, a, a means of showing them how to actually look for these things. Mm -hmm. So with the live coding stuff that I do, uh, you know, it, it is completely live. It's completely raw. And I think that there is a, a, a great sort of um, uh, benefit to that. Uh, it, it does take longer, far longer, because yeah, you know, you're trying to solve a problem whilst you're talking to an audience, whilst writing the code. Um, uh, but it becomes a little bit more sort of um, interactive because sometimes people will, will mention on the chat that you know you you type something wrong. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you're completely right. When you've got these pristine courses, um, it does it does sort of make a false um, uh, perception of. Oh, yeah. Of developers. We are not perfect by any stretch yeah. of the means. <laughs> yeah. Are you familiar with the YouTube channel Fun Fun Function? I am. Yes. MPJ. Yeah. So yes. they actually, MPJ, he actually does videos like that uh, where he sits down mm. with, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking out the, on the name of the other guy. They're basically these two Swedish guys mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. do live coding sessions for people who don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And they just like decide what they're going to build and then they just go on and build it in yeah. real time. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've, I've, I saw the comments mm. and in the comment section, people are going crazy. Like, Oh, you guys are just being lazy. You don't put enough time into the preparation. And this is, this looks, you know, you guys look like amateurs, you know, you don't put any effort into it. And I'm like, dude, this is how this software is, is made. Yes. This is actually how it works. Yes. Like you Google stuff, you break things yeah. and you like ask the other guy how to do it. And he's just like, I don't know. Mm. Okay, let's Google it. Let's Google it. So they Google together. Yeah. You know, and I enjoyed watching those videos. They're yeah. like usually like 30, 40 minutes long. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's 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 really nice it's really nice to watch because that's that's actually the process. It's a very you know? natural thing um to to yeah and, and it's very raw and it humanizes the process. Um but um you know there I think I think there's a there's a place for both. I think there's a certainly a place for both. Um but I I I I I just certainly don't want any of my audience to think that I'm this expert programmer who just never makes a mistake because yeah, yeah, we yeah. all do, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it, it, it does, it takes so much time to, to edit things out and to, uh, to make, to, to, to sort out your mistakes. And, and a lot of the time, and just like I had, I was picked up on mispronouncing words or mispronouncing words in the English way. So I mm-hmm. was saying things English and it was for an American audience. So I had to kind uh, of learn the American way of saying things. And, uh, yeah. could you give an example? Uh, data, data, um, uh, yeah. router, router. Router. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're, they're good. How about things like, uh, books though? What, where, where is your take on books? Um, I mean, I've read a few books, but um, mm-hmm. I, I read uh, um, uh, Kyle Simpson's books right. uh, on JavaScript. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's called You Don't Know JavaScript. Right, right. And it's like seven books, and I think they're for free uh, on GitHub. Okay. But I suggest definitely buy those books because Kyle Simpson is, 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 a, is a, he's, he's very smart, and he knows what he's talking about, So, right, right. and he probably put a lot of effort into that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, but um, I don't know. Like, I read it on a train, but mm-hmm. the information for whatever reason, when I'm reading a book, and it's it's about programming, I just I just start falling asleep after like five pages. I don't know what it is. I'm just uh, I'm just not wired that way. But for but hey, it, it's it's what we talked about before, right? Everybody yeah. functions differently. Everybody learns differently. Yeah. Somebody might you know pick up a book and go through it in one day and retain like 90% of the information. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, 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 I'm probably not that type of person. Right. Right. Um, but I have nothing against it. I've read books on programming. Yeah. Um, I, I, if, 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 if I, if I want to read something, I probably go for a, like a blog post, mm-hmm. which is a bit shorter, mm-hmm. uh, easier mm-hmm. to digest. Usually, mm-hmm. um, I used to go on medium a lot, but now like you have to pay like every other article. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm I read Dan, Ab- uh, Dan Abramov's blog, overreacted.io. That's, again, React-specific, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. Like, he, he writes these long articles. Like, first of all, mm. let me tell you something about Dan Abramov, right? Mm-hmm. He works on uh, the React team. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know, so he's developing React, the framework itself. Mm-hmm. He's Russian, and he writes these... I think he's Russian. If, if he's not Russian, I apologize. I believe he's Russian. Mm. But he writes these like, you know how you always have like the estimated time to read? Right. Yeah. He's block, his blog posts are like 48 minutes. Wow. Like 48 minutes to read. Wow. And keep in mind that he's writing these super technical articles mm. in his second language, which yeah. is like super impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is. But yeah, so so that's uh, you know got sidetracked a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, so blog posts, uh, blog posts are great on Medium. 
Um, now again, you know, you gotta get a membership to have access. It's not expensive, but it's, I don't know. I remember meeting being completely free. So yeah. Yeah. And of course all, all the coders gravitated to that because it, you know, it was a free, yeah. it was like the open source, not an open yeah, source, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it had that same mentality, right? It was sort of, um, the open blog platform, um, mm-hmm. uh, that you didn't have to worry about installing WordPress or anything daft like that. Yeah. Um, so I just want to pick your brains a minute about, about the books. Do you, do you, do you see books more as perhaps, um, a reference manual rather than a, a, a sit down read book for like an hour before bed, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably. Yes. Um, it's like when I want to, I read books when I wanted to have answers to like specific interview questions, let's mm-hmm. say like mm-hmm. what are closures or what is recursion, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So I would read about those things, mm-hmm. but, um, at the end of the day, you just have to code, yeah. you know, you just have to, you just have to write the code. So sitting in a corner with a book, mm-hmm. yes, you will remember stuff, but it, it won't help you. It, you won't build anything by mm. just reading it. You know, at some point you have, you actually have to sit down mm-hmm. and, uh, write some code. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so, uh, it's, it's easier to write code when you're listening to a podcast or, or watching oh, yeah. a, a video because, you know, yeah. it's happening whilst you know you're you're not you don't have to be um involved in it in the sense of you don't you know you're not holding the book open you're not holding the video mm-hmm. open you're not holding the podcast past you know the mp3 player or whatever um and um yeah i i get that too so i have like a, a whole bunch of of books that i've i've sort of had with me for years mm-hmm. some of them are totally out of date and i guess this goes back to to the to the, the free video Mm -hmm. thing where you have books that are just mega old that you literally won't be reading ever again, unless you came up with this weirdly weird edge case and legacy code. So I have like, I have like PHP books that are very old PHP versions that are just not supported anymore in any operating system um, Mm -hmm. on Linux. And um, uh, where was I going with that? Well, I still, I, I was going to throw them away. I was going to get rid of them. Um, but, uh, I didn't one because of the nostalgic reason, because, you know, that was the first programming book that I bought. Yeah. Uh, but also because of the need uh, of the potential need of, of, of finding that information in a reference type manner. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I won't, I won't pick up that book again and just read it from front to back. And I don't yeah. actually think I ever did that from front to back. I was just mm-hmm. pulling out the sp- specific bits and pieces that I needed at the time. However, saying that there is a whole bunch of books from, from a sort of, sort of novel perspective that talk about a fictional um, development team. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix project is a, is a good one um, where they, they talk about sort of a, a team environment and a sort of a day to day running of, of a tech team and all the oh, other okay. issues and stuff around say project management. A lot of it was resonating with me with over the clients that I've had over the years. Um, it's sort of like, yeah, I, I know the, 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 the hole that he's now got himself into. And, you know, so they were cool. They, they were, uh-huh. they were, they were like, they were exciting to read, but I don't see like programming books as exciting reads. I see them more as reference material, but yeah, yeah. hundred yeah. percent reference material. Yeah. Also with books, like, if, if you're going to get a book, um, get like a, 
don't get a book on a framework mm. like React because that's going to be out of date in six months. Yeah, you know. But if yeah. you like get a book on C plus plus or mm. C sharp or just vanilla JavaScript, just basic JavaScript or PHP, you know those books yeah. they. The, the the core language itself, mm-hmm. like yes, it changes, but those changes are not as dramatic, I would say. Yeah. yeah. As with like certain frameworks, especially like me, I work with React, and uh, you know, it's, it's like in six months things mm-hmm. change so much. It, things can change change so much in six months. So uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, I I I had an incident. Well, it's not a, a, a thing. Um, a few weeks ago, I was on the train and I, I didn't have any signal. However, I had, and I was coding as I always do on the, on the commute. Um, and, um, I was stuck for this, this, uh, method, this function. Um, I didn't know what it was called. I didn't know the, the order of the parameters and stuff. And my IDE wasn't set up to give me any of that autocomplete magic. Um, but I had the iPad and the iPad had the, the books all stored. And because of the magic that you can do with 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 um, ebooks, you can search for keywords. You can't oh, yeah. do that in physical books. You can't just sort of like search the whole thing for a keyword unless the contents and the index page was laid out in such a, a, a an easy to digest fashion. And here, I could instantly see that there was like fifty or so results of the, this particular word, and so I was just filtering down that that word that that I think it was a function definition to get that exact one and it was it was like a very quick way of of me to actually continue working whilst I was uh-huh. offline so I think that's uh, that's uh, that's a good point you know that, that uh, ebooks for reference material is is, yeah, is yeah, quite yeah. powerful um one issue that I had with ebooks mm. was I had a kindle right and uh on on a kindle at least my kindle mm-hmm. um the format uh, like the code blocks they weren't formatted properly so they would always break <laughs> so it had like a half a function or one page then i had to turn the page swipe to the to the left to turn the page yeah it was the other half of the yeah. function that was kind of annoying so yeah. maybe that's why i didn't find yeah um, the books that i was reading at the time more useful because i just didn't have i don't have a tablet Right. I only have my laptop and I don't like reading on a laptop. Uh, yeah, know. yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I understand. I understand. I, I, I think with, with physical books, I don't know whether this is just me being lazy or, or, or the dyslexic side of me. I find it very tricky to read code in a book. Um, I find it far easier to do that on a screen because the screen in your ID is colored and it's, it, 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 it's all formatted in the way that you're used to. Um, and when I'm just reading black and white code on, on, a, it's usually on several pages, right? So it, like mm-hmm. you said, it's not formatted correctly. It's yeah. sort of half of the function is on the next page. I find that very difficult to follow, really difficult to follow. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess it could work for some. Um, but, uh, the, 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 the brilliance I found with, with ebooks is the way that you can search through them. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah I just yeah. wish that these, there was a way of, of, and maybe there is, I don't know, maybe the, the commenters could uh, let us know, but I wish there was a way of, if you had a coding book in an ebook form, I wish there was a way of displaying the code in the same way that you could display it on an IDE with the fancy colors and everything. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your tablet is colored, right? So just because the book isn't, the physical book, maybe there's a way of doing it, I don't know. But uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure, not sure. Maybe in the comments. 
as you said. Yeah. They, will <laughs> us, they will let us know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, in terms of um, in terms of the books to buy for or, or to download when you are a self-taught dev, is there a, a you, you mentioned you mentioned to go for the the programming languages rather than the frameworks, right? Yeah. Um, is there like uh, a, a, a set of books that you would recommend or a genre, say like PHP for beginners rather than PHP for data scientists or something like that? Is, oh, yeah. is, do you have a section of books that you would recommend? Um, uh, to be honest, I haven't read many of uh many programming books, but the, the series that I already mentioned, you don't know JavaScript yeah. uh, by Carl Simpson. That's, that's a, that's, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's like six or seven books. Right. And, uh, he goes through, you know, everything about JavaScript, how it works under the hood, mm. which is some, you know, some of the stuff you won't ever use, but it's yeah. really good to know like how it works. Yeah. Yeah under the hood you know what you're actually doing yeah like it helped me a lot when uh, i was learning learning react because mm-hmm. you know as every soft developer does i jumped into react mm-hmm. way too soon mm-hmm. so then i was reading through those books and i was like huh okay so this what okay classes okay so that's not a react thing that's actually javascript thing okay constructor okay okay mm-hmm. i see it's not just react specific thing it's actually a javascript thing and you put like you know you put the pieces together and you actually start understanding why they did uh, or why you can, then you can pr- appreciate the framework, you know, yeah. how it's making your life easier yeah. in comparison to just, you know, the yeah. core language. Yeah. 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 I totally dig that. I totally dig that. Um, I should say that if, um, if for, for the, for, for the, the, the new new uh programmers and developers out there if you're interested in in learning books then do check out the iteration podcast because they have a fantastic um set of episodes that go through chapter by chapter um and hats off to them because they go into real depth into the particular chapter they do like a chapter um an episode uh, they've got other episodes that do other things of course um but they they talk about it from the perspective sometimes of their projects. So that's interesting because you get their sort of perspective, their insights and their knowledge and their experience along with the book. Um, so yeah, do check them out if, if, if you haven't done so already. What's the name of the podcast? Iteration? Iteration. Yeah. Okay. I'll check that out because I haven't heard about it yet. Yeah. Iteration. Okay. Thanks for the tip. No worries. <laughs> uh, there's there's other good podcasts out there, I should say. <laughs> yeah, like this one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, um, from the from this set of uh, a developer coming on to the industry, not knowing really where to to uh, to to go for resources, um, so they they would probably be aware of like books and videos and stuff. What is the thing that they really should focus on? If for instance, they were a react developer, what is the thing that they should um, do? First of all, the basics, right? And the what, basics. What uh, is that? Funny, funny story. Um, two, I think it was two weeks ago. I had this task that I had to do at work, right? Mm-hmm. It was react redux. Um, the react part was fine. Cause I know react. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've learned in those 
two and a half months, Redux mm-hmm. pretty well as well. Mm-hmm. So I had everything I had in place, mm-hmm. but I could, I didn't know how to merge like two nested objects. Like there was one object with like multiple levels and, you know, another object and I needed to merge yep. like the two yep. properties of those objects. I didn't know how to do that. Right. And that has nothing to do with React. You know, that's just basic data structures. Right. So what I started to do, what I started doing actually, um, there's this excellent, excellent site, which I would also recommend. It's called Free Code Camp. Right. It's 100% free. It's free code, freecodecamp.org. Right. It's 100% free. It's nonprofit. You can donate, like, I think $5 or something like that if mm-hmm. you want to, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have this nice section on data structures and basic algorithms mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's not the most exciting stuff to do, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it helps a ton mm-hmm. when you learn how to merge arrays or, you know, slice and splice. Mm-hmm. And all those basic operations, you know, it's so important because 90% of the issues that come up mm-hmm. in my day-to-day job are somehow connected to just me not being able to work with data structures mm-hmm. or some, something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I can create a component, I can use the component, you know, I can make a, you know, for loop and stuff like that. Right. But some of the basics... It's just so underrated. People don't like doing the basics. I was, mm. I'm, I'm the same way. I, I don't necessarily enjoy, mm. you know, doing algorithms and, mm. you know, solving like these, using heavy like logic. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm with you with that. But, yeah. but, it, but it, it's, it's, it's really, really important and it will save you so much time mm-hmm. in your, in your job when you get hired. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I would recommend focusing on the basics because React, or, or I'm, I keep talking about React, I'm talking, you know, from my perspective. Yeah, you are a React right? developer, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if frameworks, you know, the, the, it, they're not that difficult to learn. Like the basic concept, mm-hmm. if, 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 especially if you're like a senior developer, you can learn how to build an app with a framework in a day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. But it's the basics that, you know, hold a lot of developers back from mm. actually being able to build awesome stuff you know and when when you when you say the basics do you mean the things that are perhaps agnostic from the the programming languages themselves like just the core concepts of of programming of yeah, program- yeah, yeah yeah it doesn't yeah. it doesn't even have to be language specific right. just programming concepts especially this this is especially for self-taught developers, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you have if you're a computer science graduate, you probably gone through those things at school. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just completely self-taught, mm. um, it's really important to kind of catch up with the CS graduates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that area. And it's something that I realized after I started working full time. Yeah. So, yep. So uh, so I you know very underrated. Yeah. The basics. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to, you know, nobody's excited. Ooh, I got to work on this, you know, algorithm today. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's it's really important. Yeah. That's the biggest lesson, actually, that I've, uh, that I've learned in those three months working right. professionally. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I dig that. I really do. Um, learning the basics is so important. Having the 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 knowledge of the fundamentals and it doesn't need to be JavaScript. It doesn't need to be Ruby or 
Python or PHP. It's just knowing what an array is, variables are, knowing how things generally hang together, yeah. Um, knowing things like the runtime mm-hmm. versus compile time. Also, from the, the perspective of a web developer, knowing how the web works. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, that as well. Yeah. Like the response codes. Like mm. the other day, I was going through like, I don't know how many response codes. The response codes. Because I was working on this thing and I kept getting like, I don't even know some 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 number mm-hmm. in the console, and I had to mm-hmm. Google it because I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely important. So important. Um, so do you do you recommend learning those before jumping in and learning more of a more of the programming stroke framework type stuff? Yeah. 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 And but, you you say f- free f- free code camp, right? That's the that's the place free, that you. Yeah. There 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 are more. Yeah. Uh, I think more pages like that. Code Academy is Codecademy, uh, right. is another one, but they changed uh, their website. I haven't been to their website in a long time, and yesterday I was looking at it, and they they have like a pro plan now, so I don't know how that works now. But free code camp is really great because they have like this uh, built in text editor, so you don't have to have your own. Yeah. editor you can just you know yeah. and they have all these like ch- it's all challenge based so mm-hmm. you like you get a challenge and you need to solve it and uh you know if you cannot solve it you can click to get a hint yeah. or you can you know get the solution but um yeah i i started doing that just you know to uh improve like those basic programming skills like those mm-hmm. those as i said you know those are not language specific you can do that and any language doesn't matter if it's JavaScript, Python, PHP. Yeah, but just those basic principles, you know. Yeah, so important. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. So there, there are there are certainly lots of resources out there, um, free and paid for. How do you identify from a from the from the perspective of of someone who's who's never done a course or never done a read a book on programming? How do you identify that this is actually a good course because at the end of the day you're investing time so how can you get the best bang for your buck even if it's free yeah um on udemy i'll give an example on udemy which is where i spend most of my time Mm -hmm. learning uh there's a review section and ratings right so always check for the amount of Mm -hmm. reviews the course gets Mm -hmm. and obviously how high the review is right um then when it comes to uh, like certain teachers, mm-hmm. like for me, let's say Andrew Mead, which is a teacher that I really, really like mm-hmm. it, his way of teaching also gives you loads of challenges. It's not just, Oh, we're building this. Mm. He, he gives you like these challenges along the way that you have to solve by yourself. Okay. So, so that's, that's one teacher that I really, um, I, I, I like, I like the course structure and mm-hmm. the way he teaches. Mm-hmm. So I bought like three or four courses right. from Andrew Mead. If, because yeah. if, if you find that one person that like suits you, mm-hmm. stick with them, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. obviously, you know, you're not going to find anything better if, uh, you know, if you already. Yeah. Yeah. This- yeah. I mean, if you, if, yeah. if, if you're, if his, if, if the teachers, he, she, whoever that their, their coding style is, is what you can absorb 
better than, say, someone else's coding style. It doesn't mean that they are a better developer or worse developer. There is a teaching skill involved, yes. um, and everyone has their different different uh, ways of of presenting a class and and so forth. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, also very subjective. Like what mm, works for me mm. doesn't have to work for you know the next guy or the next person. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like you know. When you find that one person, have it can be more than one person, obviously. Mm-hmm. But once you find the you know resource that you like, stick mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. and uh, learn as much as possible, mm-hmm. and then you know search for other things. And also, don't jump from course to course because that's I have a huge problem with that. Like right. I tend to like get halfway through one course. And then I have like all these other courses that I really would like to do. So I'm like 20%, you know, in this course. And then I jump to that course, do like 40%. Mm-hmm. Then I go back to the previous one to stick with one course, mm. focus on one course. Once you're done, then build something mm-hmm. because it's not just about, you know, going through courses. You actually have to build stuff. Mm-hmm. So once you finish a course, build something, mm-hmm. use the knowledge that you acquired and, uh, create something because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about you know it's not about you know going through courses mindlessly <laughs> getting a job you actually want to create some stuff yeah yeah so yeah. So, yeah i guess that's the difference between perhaps the um the the learning the fundamental concepts to building a project there is a, a gear change yeah. that you need to sort of apply mm-hmm. you obviously need to learn the fundamentals but then you need to do something with it um yeah. and uh, yeah there, there's some really good stuff on udemy and and and, and other places where they, they'll present you with a project to build um and you build it with with the with the instructor and in some cases like you said there's there's homework involved where you you go off and, and do other bits and pieces um as well um there's there's also there's also many ways of doing the same thing so one instructor might have a different way of of solving the problem than another yep. instructor um and you'll you'll so, soon learn especially in the in the industry that that there's positives and negatives with with both sort of ways of doing things some have performance issues uh some may may in have more security issues and sometimes you are restrained to uh, a particular requirement that won't let you do the the better thing so sometimes mm-hmm. you do have to be you have to be aware of all those other things that uh, can do that particular mm-hmm. make that solution work um okay so is there anything else that you want to talk about in terms of recommend in terms of um uh, learning, getting some resources for uh, self-taught um, devs. Yeah, maybe some general tips. Yeah. Um, and one general tip that I would give is consistency over quantity. Oh, that's a good one. Consistency ah, uh, yeah. is key yeah. when you want to learn how yeah. to program. Yeah. Like as I said, as I mentioned before, make it a part of your day and do something every day. Yes. Like every day. Yes doesn't matter if it's Sunday, Wednesday, something every day. Yep. It doesn't have to it doesn't have to involve you writing a uh, writing some code. Mm-hmm. Listen to a podcast if you don't have your computer, you mm-hmm. know, or read a book or read a blog post. Um something like that, you know. And uh or or if you're if you're doing a video course or video tutorial, even if you 
it's much better to do like an hour every day or 30 minutes every day mm -hmm. than not doing anything for four days and then doing like four hours on a Sunday afternoon and then not touching it for the rest of the or for the for the entire week and mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. doing another five hours on on the Saturday. That's yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing that because you're gonna have you're gonna forget half the things mm -hmm. you know half, half the stuff that you've learned the mm -hmm. previous weekend, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, that is consistency. Such a good point. And what, what's your take on what's your take on things like hundred days of code challenges and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I've seen those hashtags on Twitter. Mm. Um, I never per participated, but I think it's a good idea. You know that you have a community. You know somebody that uh holds you accountable and uh yeah it's 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 it, I, I think it, it's 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 kind of addictive as well yeah like you don't want to break the streak you no, know if you're on like no. day 78 you don't really want to break yeah uh your nice little run but do you do you and, think that from from your perspective do you think it's uh, too much of a pressure or do you think it's the right it number be. of days it can be it can be it can be too much pressure because that's what i said you know I don't have like, even though I love programming and coding, mm -hmm. there are days where I don't want to write code, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I don't want to read an article mm -hmm. or w watch a YouTube tutorial. You know, I, mm. I still consider that as doing something. It's, it's, you know, it, you said, yeah, you, you, you can put definitely a lot of pressure on yourself by, you know, oh, I have to write, you know, 50 lines of code today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I don't think that's the way to go because you're going to get burned out pretty, uh, pretty quickly. Well, I've, I follow that hashtag on Twitter and I, I've seen some, uh, real, you know, some really, really good, uh, streaks and mm -hmm. hats off to everyone who's, who's, who's done it because it is a, a massive challenge. Mm -hmm. But then that's I actually started on a free code camp, I think. Oh, okay. They, they okay. came up with that. Okay. Free code camp. I have also seen people who are who who um, unfortunately for for matters out of their control just haven't been able to fulfill it and perhaps they've gone quite far um and so they they've had to sort of admit defeat but I have a problem with that because it's it's that I just think that that, that it may have been because they had things going on in their life that, that they couldn't control and therefore they couldn't actually spend the time to yeah, yeah. write the code. Um, and, um, and there was some people I, I saw that pretty much restarted it from zero. Um, whereas my take on it is that the things that we've mentioned, reading books, watching videos, listening to podcasts, if you can do that for a hundred days, and and write code say for 75 days give yourself 25 days worth of margin of error then that still is a massive achievement even if it's just listening to a podcast on your commute home you, yeah because you're changing your habit you're changing your routine to be thinking more like a programmer yeah you're not just going well, i can't do this because you know t time is against me yeah also people get this idea like you you're not supposed to do that because you have to. You're supposed to do that because you want to in your free time. That's a good point. You know? Yeah. And I think that this like 100 days of code, yeah, it's great that, you know, you have something that actually like, oh, I have to, I have to code today. That it's something that makes you pr more productive. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, 
you're supposed to like you should want to code yeah you know you yeah. you you you, sh- you don't need a hashtag like yeah. i don't need a hashtag 100 days of code yeah for me to sit down and code something yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. i don't know i'm i'm a bit skeptical as uh, as well so uh, to- so if someone was to tweet you know I couldn't do, I couldn't write lines of code today, but I listened to a podcast on code. That to me is, is, isn't an acceptable, you know, programming day, right? Not only is it acceptable, it's completely fine. Yeah. You know, as I said, as I said, you know, like, I don't want to like, I don't, I have days where I don't want to, I don't want to write code. Mm -hmm. Like I want to listen to Scott Talinsky and Wes Boss talking about breakdancing and then, you know, transitioning to like, you know, some, I don't know react stuff i want to i want to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know i don't know uh, putting putting too much pressure on yourself is one of the worst things you can do as a self-taught dev yeah. because you're burned out mm-hmm. and you actually haven't got hired yet yeah you know yeah let that sink in yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then you end up resenting it you, you yeah you, you end up resenting it all the time that you've spent on it and you, yeah. Then imposter syndrome sets in because you're you're in self doubt. You know everyone else is doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a it, also, it, it can be a, a nasty cycle. Yeah, yeah. And there are also days where it's completely fine to just you know take a day off. There are days where yeah. I just want to watch YouTube. Yeah, you know, watch watch football. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I I um I regularly watch films whilst I have the laptop open. Uh-huh. with like too many tabs open with with all sorts of articles and uh the IDE I've got at least three or four projects on a go at, at one time whilst I'm watching a film and I might have written say five lines of code whilst yeah. downstairs with my wife apparently trying to watch a film but you know it, it's it's sort of like th- this thing where sometimes you don't have to give yourself a portion of time to write i mean i do because i'm a freelance dev right i have mm-hmm. to say like i am at work at these times but from a from from a perspective of someone who's learning to code you don't necessarily need to be that strict however saying that you were extremely strict on yourself weren't you um, with uh, when you were learning, in the sense that you gave yourself a portion of hours per day yeah. to to yeah, really yeah. grind. Yeah, yeah, it was. So um, that's kind of hypocritical for me. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now preaching that uh, yeah, you should you should take days off. No, but um, as I said, consistency that's mm. the key. Yeah. Like do something every day. Yeah. And, just 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 don't don't stop for like more than two or three days that's usually a bad sign Mm. you know if you if you need to take like a day off after like you know a month or two Mm -hmm. that's fine but Mm -hmm. make it make it a part of your day like there's not a day that goes by that i don't do anything code related Mm -hmm. whether it's reading an article coding listening to a podcast, watching a YouTube video, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. you know, talking mm-hmm. to somebody about code, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So just, just be, be consistent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be consistent. Yeah. It's so easy to jump, to jump off that horse. Um, I, I used to, I, I shan't say I do now. I used to do a lot of running, um, to the point where I was getting obsessed with running. 
mm-hmm. um, and I would just run for miles and miles and miles. I can't run now because I've given that I, I haven't given myself enough time to do it. And I know that if I was to put my running shoes on and go for a run, I sure as hell not going to be able to run the same distance I did when I was mm-hmm. at, at the peak. Um, and that is because I've, I haven't spent, I haven't kept that up. It's a consistency thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if I was going out for hours and hours running, I, I wouldn't be doing this podcast, but you know, it sacrifices at the end of the day. Um, yeah. So consistency is very, very important. And you also mentioned um, going out and meeting people. Um, oh yeah. So meet like meeting other developers. You, you don't have to be in the industry to talk to other developers. You could just go off to a meetup or a user group. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I spoke to, um, Kimberly from CodeBar, um, uh, probably when this goes out, a few episodes uh, behind. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a fantastic volunteer organization um, where you can be taught code from a, a very sort of beginner level. Um, and you go to these fantastic places that are hosted by the very prestigious companies, Twitter and and, and all sorts. Um, and that gives you a, a sort of a level of expo- exposure to the environment of coding before you're actually a coder. Or I shouldn't say that because you are a coder, but before you're in the, in the industry. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I never knew about all of this. I never knew about these things when I was starting out. Um, so yeah, if anyone's watching, go on to say meetup.com and just search yep. for local meetups of code. Yeah. Even and you'll if, be surprised yeah. how many, how many of those are taking place near, mm-hmm. near the place that you live. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, all the ones that I've been to have not had a, a sort of requirement of entry. You yeah. Know, you, you can just go. Um, so some of them, obviously the conferences you have to pay for, but there are a lot yeah, of, yeah. a lot of free things, um, available where you can go and speak to developers. It is yeah. a little bit nervous, nerve wracking though, when you are sort of speaking to someone who has been in the in- industry for years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, uh, we, we are nice, <laughs> yeah. but actually it can work the other way around as well. Like one of the notes that I made is like, get on Twitter. If you want to learn, not going to learn to code, yeah, follow professional developers. Yeah. But I think I talked about this last time a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you follow all these super smart people, mm-hmm. you get the idea that everybody is like that. Everybody in the industry is like that. So you get the idea that everybody is Dan Abramov or Sarah Drasner mm. or all these mm. super smart people. And then you are this, oh, this person actually wrote this entire library mm-hmm. that is used by these so by these gigantic corporations all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I know how to make a div red, mm-hmm. you know? So you get that idea that, Oh, I'm never going to be as good as this mm-hmm. person and this and that. But then you go to a local meetup and you realize like there, th- there are people just like you who are learning to code mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're, they're working their, their way through. And you can meet some of those people at those local meetups. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It happened to me yesterday actually. I started this uh, uh evening course uh like six week six weeks Node.js uh course. Uh and uh yesterday was the first lecture and I met some nice people and uh I realized like okay, um I'm actually not that dumb like I thought, because you know, we're kind of on a similar mm. skill level over there. So uh 
so yeah it can work the other way around as well you definitely know? definitely yeah so is, it, is that like um is that a course that you go to a class that you go to in the evenings yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. every week it's six weeks uh intensive uh no js course awesome. uh, this, this local company they started uh uh started the course basically to you know give back to the community yes. i guess and also yes. scouting for talent i would say yeah 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 uh yeah i was talking to uh kimberly on cobar at cobar uh, and uh yeah she was mentioning similar things like you know the the, the people who host these things are also after devs yeah, 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 right yeah. so so if you start going yeah. to meetups you can get a job actually you can get hired well so. and, and another point that i want to make is that the the, the the, the uh, speakers that I know and I've seen um, at various PHP conferences, they normally go and try out their talks at user groups. So if you can't afford, and not, not a lot of us can afford the, the crazy ticket prices for conferences, let alone the flights oh, yeah. to get there, a lot of them actually go to their local user groups and try out the content. So you get that that sort of exposure from these people who are going to talk at these massive prestigious conferences. Um, and um, some of the thing, I don't know what it's like where you are, but w with the conference, with the user groups here, we like to go out and have a, a beer afterwards. Mm -hmm. So you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you have that sort of uh, interaction um, in a very comfortable environment. Um, yeah. And it was great. It was great when I was at, I, I was at, um, PHP, uh, Sunshine PHP a few months back, um, in Miami. And it was, it was great to see the speakers before the talks because you got an insight to how they were sort of preparing and it was very humanizing. These weren't mm -hmm. robots who were just going on and making you know, fantastically perfect talks. These were guys and girls and, and women and who were, who were trying to, uh, go through the notes in their heads and yeah, you, you just got that sense of these are human beings. These are, these yeah. are, these are, I was still totally nervous though when I actually, you know, introduced myself and I asked a couple on the podcast, but you know, it's, mm -hmm. um, it's, yeah, I per personally, I've got a problem with, with nerves, but, um, <laughs> I think everyone does <laughs> to a degree, yeah. but, but they are just human beings, right? They are, they are just human beings. Um, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Actually, funny story, because uh, yeah. you said about something about conferences. Mm. ReactConf, which is actually the biggest uh, reactive or ReactConf, the mm -hmm. biggest React conference in the world. It was mm -hmm. actually in Prague, mm. uh, which is here in the Czech Republic, uh, I think mm. it was last year. So I was like, okay, I might go to that. You know, sounds fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, then I checked out the ticket prices and, uh, yeah, quickly, quickly changed my mind. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, as, um, you know, being a freelancer, uh, it's, it, it, I kind I kind of need to teach myself more, mm -hmm. um, because it's, I'm not in a single company for years and years. Right. So I don't know a lot of the client's code, like the back of my hand, like I would do if I was in a, in a, in a company for, for decades. Um, and the level of exposure of the technologies is greater, I feel, being a freelancer. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the more I need to learn and teach myself. So I, I do find conferences is, is a good good thing because if you can find one that has a, a very wide, varied spectrum of, mm -hmm. of bits and pieces, then that's really good. And also the social interaction and networking as well is, 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 is wonderful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. By the way, bring it back to... Uh 
to learning resources, mm. you can actually watch all these conferences on YouTube. That's there are a few true. channels. Yes. There, there are a few channels. I think Coding Tech is yes. uh, is one channel. Yeah. Um, but I've watched some conferences yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it's also really, really, uh, really good way to learn. Yeah. Yeah, and just yeah. To, just talking about the nervousness. If you want to see a nervous speaker, then I have two user group talks that I've done at PHP Southwest where I was so nervous. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll check that out. I might put some links in the show notes if you, oh, yeah, if you yeah, want please, to laugh. Please do. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. These these things that you pay for uh, through your teeth, they are often on YouTube, and the yeah. good comp the 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 really high paying conferences, they often have very good video recording mm-hmm. um, and audio recording. And again, you can download that and off of YouTube and, and, uh, and listen to that on your, your train journey or, or what have you. Um, I've done a, I've learned a lot from other people through that means because I haven't been able to afford the prices to get up to and, and, and actually see them. Um, and yeah. also you can scrub forward and back, right? So sometimes it's, it's good to, yeah, yeah. To, to, to have that, that uh, at your disposal. Often when you go to a conference or a user group and you've got a whole bunch of talks, your mind is going into so many different places at once because you, you, you've learned something and you're excited over that, but then you're about to listen to a talk about something else. And so you kind of need that, yeah. that time just to, um, process all of those things but with youtube you have the playlists and you can go through and pick ones that you want um but this is i i think back to when i was uh starting out in this industry we never had any of this stuff we never had um uh, uh youtube we never had facebook we never had twitter yeah. these all happened after i uh was on um so there is there is so much more available to self-taught yeah. devs. We have it easy. We have it, they definitely have it easy now. And you can learn this, you know, you can go anywhere you have it. You can learn anywhere mm. with an internet access mm. and a computer. Mm. The the thing though about that is that because because it has become quite saturated, you've got the, mm-hmm. the free courses yeah. and the, the, the courses that aren't necessarily of a good quality sort of mm-hmm. muddled in with everything else. It is a bit of a challenge sometimes to sort of navigate those waters and find the quality. Um, and I guess just going back to your, your one of your points, um, if, you, if, you, if you're enjoying doing it, then it's something that you should continue doing. If perhaps you're listening to a course and it's just not working for you, um, don't just think that it's it's you just not understanding the concept. Maybe it's the teaching style. Maybe you should just go and check something else out. Yeah, you can always yeah. get a refund uh, on Udemy. I yeah. think. Yeah. So it shouldn't be a problem. Awesome. Well, it's been fantastic speaking to you, Tom. Is is there yeah, any? Likewise. Yeah, yeah. It's been great. I'm so happy that you're you're doing well in the in in the in the in the company. Thank you. It's, um, Thank it's, you. And, Appreciate it. Yeah, I'd love to hear how that goes. Um, in the future, but is there anything else you want to, you want to shout out, mention? Um, not really. No? Just, you know, you can follow me on Twitter, yep. uh, at Tom world 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't quit all to all the aspiring devs. Do not quit. I know it gets hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard. It doesn't get easier. No. And, uh, 
just don't quit because you'll regret it. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you ever so much, for Tom, for spending your time with me this evening. And thank you yeah. ever so much for everyone watching on the YouTubes and listening on the on. podcast. No worries, Tom. No worries. No worries. Thanks again. Happy coding, everyone. I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye.